The foolishness of being purely results-oriented. Thoughts on the person that has 220 millions worth of Bitcoin, but can't access it due to forgetting his password. Oh, that is such a sad story. I heard about it on Philip DeFranco, that apparently there's a guy who has this, this Bitcoin wallet with Bitcoin that's now worth over $200 million or something, but he's forgotten the password. And he, he gets 10 tries at trying to get in. And if he fails all 10 times, it's locked forever. There's no way to access it. It's encrypted beyond recovery. And I think he's used used eight of the 10 tries. Like you, like when you hear stories like that, you, 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 this is an old wives tale. There's no way that could actually happen. And, but apparently it's true. What would you do in that situation? Like you just hate every day. It's like the people, whether these are old wives tales or not, like conceptually this could happen where you go to work and they have like a weekly lottery thing where everyone chips in five bucks and, and, and everyone buy, everyone gets a lottery ticket for the, for the group or whatever. And one dude one week is like, nah, I, I need to save money. I'm not going to chip in this five bucks or whatever a week. I gotta save all the money that I can, and then like that week or whatever, the the group lottery ticket wins millions, and everyone gets like a million dollars. And, and the guys just seeing that like, oh my fucking god, dude! If I had just joined in that one extra time, I would have made the money as well. Like these events where people miss amazing opportunities or lose massive amounts of money by like a hair difference must happen every day. You would you would never want to trade places with any of these people, you know. In the same way that doing the irresponsible thing or do going against the grain or whatever can sometimes give you huge benefit in the future in terms of just, you just get lucky, the opposite can be true. You can do the perfectly responsible thing, the thing that makes the most sense that in the overwhelming vast majority of cases in the long term will provide you benefit. And just because of bad luck, uh, you know, if you had gone against the grain, if you had done the stupid thing, if you had been irresponsible, you would have gained a, a huge windfall, you know? In those situations, though, it's always at least some comfort where you think to yourself, like, oh, you know, I, I sure, I could have done this stupid thing, but if I if I did that stupid thing, or if I, if I continuously acted my entire life doing the stupid thing, then over the long term, I would lose out. It's like with poker, how you can sit there going, oh, man, if I had just gone all in with 8-3, I would have won the entire pot and won the entire game because the, the flop comes 8-8-3 or whatever. But if you, if you went all in with 8-3... Every time you played poker, in the overwhelming vast majority of cases, you'd lose, you know? Who was the first person I heard talking about this? I think it was actually Raynat, like a bajillion years ago, when people would laugh at him when he would lose a hand in Hearthstone. And he'd be like, you're, you're all fools. Sure, I could have done that stupid play and won, but if I did that stupid play every single time I played Hearthstone, I would lose out in the end, in the long term. The content leech Twitter accounts. These channels, on Twitter that only exist to repost other people's shit to build their own Twitter account. Fuck, I hate them so fucking much. When a fellow content creator uses a part of your work or acknowledges you in some way, it's very flattering regardless of the platform. But when these fucking leeches just steal your shit for their own benefit, fuck, that's annoying. I hate accounts that all they do is aggregate other people's content and offer nothing of value themselves. I hate them so fucking much. Worse is I will continuously file complaints with Twitter to get them to take this shit down and they do nothing. 
I am I'm reaching the point where I'm so spiteful that I'm considering getting a lawyer. But you know that's a stupid thing, because it's just it'd just be a waste of fucking money. These accounts will literally just repost other people's shit, no consideration for who made it. And they're having their bio like, ah, oh, DM for credit, bro. If they cared legitimately about helping other content creators, building their profile, they would go out of their way to find someone to credit for the work. They clearly don't. And so you DM them and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Didn't mean for this to happen. Don't worry, bro, we'll credit you. And it's like, you aren't sorry. An apology is something you do. Um, or it, it means to regret what has occurred. But given that these accounts will then just post like a bajillion clips a day doing the exact same fucking thing, they're not fucking sorry. They don't give two fucks about anyone else but themselves. And like, you know, an eon after the original post is made, they'll put like a second post that says, oh, credit to so-and-so. And you look at the credit and it will have like one bajillionth of the interaction compared to the original post. I have now experienced this effect at least 20 times. Well, I'll find someone reposting my shit on Twitter for a million views, well over 200,000 likes. I'll look at their account before they posted my shit and after they posted my shit, and they get like 3,000 followers. And when I point this out to them, I'll look at the credit that is eventually given a bajillion years later because they, they fear reprisal, and it'll have like 20 likes. And, and dipshits will be like, Oh, bro, you should be thankful that they stole your shit, man. Those 20 likes, man. They're building your career. Dipshits. The only people who benefit from that fucking mass reposting are those channels themselves. They wouldn't do it if it didn't benefit themselves, right? With any use of content of another person, always ask the question, how easy is it to find the original content creator and the original content creator's work? And is there still value in the original work that people want to seek out? If it's very easy and there's still value, what you're doing is probably fine. But these accounts just straight repost entire aspects with no linking, no credit, no nothing. I think he's so fucking angry. Rockstar took down a big mod menu seller. You guys hear that um, Rockstar took down one of the largest mod menu sellers? And apparently the mod menu sellers are giving the money to charity or something as a, as a part of the takedown request from Rockstar. Obviously, there are many different types of mod menus and other mod menus can just spring up or other websites can just spring up. But every time one gets taken down, that makes it a little bit harder for people to get access to mod menus and makes other mod menu sellers scared that they're going to have the same experience. So anyone attempting to get into that business will view it as more risky than previous. And anyone looking for a mod menu will have a harder time getting it, which overall just benefits us who want less mod menus in GTA Online. It is a significant barrier to entry to have Rockstar be actively working to take down these companies. And thus, obviously, I'm all for it. Why dream getting insane luck is amazing for jokes. What happened with the dream thing? It just kind of disappeared. What do you mean? People still make jokes about dream all the fucking time. Think of how perfect it is, guys. How perfect it is. So, the dr like saying this is the dream scenario actually had meaning before dream cheated in minecraft because it would mean like not in my wildest dreams would i think this ever could happen right so people already said this is a dream this is a dream come true and now a guy named dream 
purports to have gotten an extraordinarily lucky thing. So whenever anyone gets amazing luck in a game, believable luck at least or whatever, they go, oh my god, I'm getting dream luck. This is the dream situation, and it now has a double meaning, because it refers to the content creator and just the, the expression. It's hilarious. The amazing coincidence that this hap hap happens to a content creator with the name Dream, as opposed to any other name, is amazing. It, it like every speedrun stream I've been in in the last, you know, since it happened, has made references to, I need the dream luck here guys, I need the dream luck. It's, uh, it's very funny. Getting a manager to handle sponsorships. Going to be, uh, getting myself a manager chat, hopefully. I'm in a situation where I just ignore emails about sponsors because I both hate having those conversations and I just, I just suck at them and I don't have the time to make them. So I'm basically just gonna find myself a person that I can forward these emails to. Before you send me an email like, Matt, I can be your manager, don't bother. It's the, a random person in chat, regardless of who you are, I could never trust with such things. Uh, I've just reached out to my partner manager and I've just asked them to recommend someone and they've recommended a few people, so I'm gonna see if they're good. One got back to me yesterday and I actually uh, ignored their DM because it was just before I was going to bed. But I'll get back to them after the stream. Getting rid of all the stuff at my house. I've I finally managed to get a dude to come around and uh, get rid of all my rubbish. I will occasionally forget to put out my bins or not be too good at uh, sorting, recycling, or whatever. And so, or, or and I I get you know stuff sent here and packaging and boxing boxes and stuff. And over the course of months, the monster just piles up in my garage. And so I eventually have to get a dude to come around and just get rid of it for me. Makes everything feel so much cleaner though. My one goal for 2021. Did you guys know you can sub to your favorite Twitch streamer for free with Twitch Prime? My goal by the end of 2021 is to have had 10,000 subs at least once. Because then I'll have unlocked all the emotes and then the wor world will be a better place. I can have 11 more emote slots, but I need to hit 10,000 subs. How my collab with Murfish came about. You may have seen the collaboration I did with Murfish to do my own Lamar Rose Franklin. I contacted him uh, on a whim, because I had the idea for a while, but I was like, ah, you know, it'd be a lot of effort to make, and I have no, I, I, like I couldn't do it myself, so I'd have to get someone. I just happened to see Murfish's stuff, and it was clearly, clearly he knew what he was doing. I was like, ah, you know, maybe it wouldn't be too hard to make this, considering how, he seems to pump out these videos with some frequency, suggesting that it's not going to take him weeks to do whatever, so he might be willing to make me one. So, uh, I don't know if I should say the amount of money. How much do you think I paid Murfish for that video? Someone, someone make a poll, actually, I'm curious. We'll, we'll make the poll around 100, around 300, around 500, around 700, or something like that. And around simply means 50 above or below. Yeah, I get the I get the revenue from the video. I paid him a fee. Fifty-two percent said three hundred. Well, you're correct. It, I, I paid him three fifty, which is interesting because uh, the video has made around three hundred dollars. So, given enough time, it will make more than three fifty. But originally, um, I offered him a revenue share thing, and telling him if the video didn't perform well, I would I would give him a, a particular fee. But he was like, no, no, I'd rather just get paid immediately. And I was like, ah, oh, fair enough. 
But of course, I was just interested in um, having the, the meme on my channel or whatever, getting some subs or whatever out of it, as opposed to making money off it. My posture, playing style, and handwriting are all weird. Ah, oh, my back. Ugh. The way that I play, my posture and stuff is terrible. I, I play with my keyboard at an angle. In the same way that back in the day, I wish I had uh, corrected the way that I handwrite. These days, uh, I wish I corrected my posture and the, the, the way that I use keyboard and mouse. Although certainly the way that I handwrite now is completely meaningless. For a long time, it was such a detriment. Basically, I, I can't show you obviously how I hold my pen, but when I was very young, the way that I held it made it so that I could write far better than anyone else in my class. And so I wouldn't change because changing made things harder and put me in line with everyone else. But as I grew older, uh, the way that you normally held a pencil or pen uh, increases your ease at which you write without putting pressure on your hand and stuff. But the way that I held it uh, was, was less efficient. So over time, it became harder and harder to keep up with everyone else in their writing. I could write very quickly, but my writing looked terrible and eventually it would uh, hurt my hand. But thankfully these days everything is uh, digital, everything's uh, typing and shit. And my typing is good. My typing is also weird though. I don't use a, uh, a normal system for typing either. I use, I think, seven fingers? Seven or eight? But I, I, I type consistently at, you know, 70, 80 words per minute, which is good. I type even fast when I'm typing stuff from my head as opposed to typing something that I'm reading. YouTube community posts are broken and I was using them for a year. The Spiffing Brit released a video where he was like, guys, community posts are broken. If, if a user comments, likes, and answers in a poll, YouTube considers that to be three interactions. And so YouTube's like, oh my God, this post must be amazing. And so they throw it at literally everyone. As in like, you can have 100,000 subscribers and for some reason, having a poll or whatever there, will make it go to, you know, 300,000 people or whatever. And considering, or, or like, no, mo way more than that, as, as in like, you have 300,000 votes, and obviously only a small portion of people that get served the, the, the poll or whatever will actually answer. So it's going to millions of people potentially. But the Spiffing Brit also pointed out that um, you can put a bunch of random shit in the community post, like a bunch of um, uh, the top search terms or whatever, and it makes it even more uh, like crack to the algorithm so you can you can just make random community posts being like hey yo what up it's me it's your boy uh do you know who your boy is whatever and they they, they do a poll and uh and the thing is if a person likes comments answers a poll or whatever um youtube will go oh well that that person liked the poll of that channel so maybe they'll like the content from that channel as well. So your content is more likely to be recommended to people answering these community posts. It's funny though, this video started out with the spiffing brick going, the vast majority of content creators don't use community posts. Like they were terrible when they first came out and uh, so, so everyone just doesn't bother with them. And I'm sitting here like, that ain't me. That ain't me, sport. I've been using community posts for over a year. I wonder if that's helped me in the algorithm, because because I I have I have noticed over time, people write comments like, "Who the fuck are you? Who who who? Why why am I getting recommended your community posts? I don't even know you, who you are." And so I guess my community posts that I've been doing to say that I'm live on Twitch, 
And when I put like a little cute animal or whatever, but especially maybe because of the cute animal that people like, I think, oh, there's a cute little dog, and then press like, whatever. And uh, that makes it more likely that the community post gets served to other people. And I, I, this, this wasn't some tactical thing that I was doing to try to uh, get new viewers in. It was a tactical thing trying to get people to, to follow my Twitch. But over the course of the year, I've probably picked up some new viewers because I was using community posts and apparently no one else was. <laughs> well, no, no one else, but like, uh, not a lot of people were. I saw someone made a community post, and they hadn't made one in six months, and they're like, oh, you know, I know viewers don't like if you spam community posts. And I'm like, who's, who's hating on community posts? I love them. For the year that I've used them, have always gotten me the most traction of any posting on any social media. Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is, community posts will always beat it in terms of interaction. In terms of likes and shit. It's just one of those things where sometimes success in life, doing something, and then it just coincidentally being the thing that you should have been doing all along. It's like Mudaha, um, some ordinary gamer, made a video where he was like, uh, I had this bet with my friends or whatever, and I lost the bet, and the consequence was that I had to buy some shitty stock. And the shitty stock that I bought was uh, the GameStop's stock. And that was like a year ago, and I bought it for $4, and now because of this thing that's happening on Reddit, I've made heaps and heaps of money. Because it's now worth like $150 a share. So much of success is that. Doing things for whatever reason, whatever your motivation, and then just it coincidentally being conducive to success later on. Because no one can predict the future, and sometimes doing the... for whatever reason, doing the non-obvious thing, can be the most beneficial if it turns out to provide benefit because no one else did it, you know? It's like look at uh, Pokemon cards from the 90s when no one had any idea that Pokemon cards would be worth a bazillion dollars uh, 20 years from then or whatever. But if you were one of the people who just for whatever reason just left a case of uh, booster packs or whatever in your house or you left me... Or, or you were some weird nut who, who cared about cleanliness or whatever and so you... You put everything in sleeves and you're like, oh, I love these characters, so I'm going to put them on my wall. If you happen to do that, you now just made yourself millions of dollars or whatever. Going against the grain is not always sensible, but sometimes, just coincidentally, if you go against the grain, it can really help you out if it, in, in the future, if you're lucky. Inflation assets and the stock market. Does inflation exist in Australia? You mean inflation in terms of currency? Of course, apparently, again, we've talked about this before, according to economists, some amount of inflation is good in that it inspires people to buy things or invest in things rather than keep their money into in bank accounts because uh just keeping your money in a, in a bank account the because of inflation the value of the dollars in that account uh, in terms of their buying power go down every year so you want to invest in a pre an appreciating asset that is appreciating in its value faster than inflation like when governments print money to do bailouts or stimulus packages or whatever, the people who ultimately pay for that are those who have money in bank accounts. Or, or you know, who, or just, just have currency. Because that currency becomes uh, less valuable because there's more of it out in the market. Gold can lower in value. Um, a new mine can be discovered. Or some previous application for gold can can be replaced with some other material that, that's better or cheaper or whatever, so people don't use as much gold in um, electronics. Or gold can go out of fashion or style or whatever. 
I mean, most asset classes have done nothing but increase over time or whatever, right? I vaguely remember reading something about gold losing value. I can't remember why. Why did gold lose value? The reason why it was interesting to me is because there was a guy, Joel Haywood, it, it, uh, Joel something, he he was one of the founding members of Rooster Teeth, and in the early Rooster Teeth podcasts, he would say every time, like, guys, you gotta get gold. Buy gold. Buy, buy gold. Buy double gold. Buy triple gold. Just buy gold. Gold is the best. And so when I heard about that downturn, I was like, ah, uh, oh, well, he's, he's probably not gonna be happy. A draw Heyman, that's here. Yeah. So can someone tell me why it lost value? Banks sold a lot of gold. Ah. Uh, so it got, the, the banks just uh, divested from gold and moved that money into other assets. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Gold not losing value because of its loss of utility, but losing value as a as an asset that people use to park wealth. No, I don't do any investing because I. It all just makes me nervous, and I have no reason to do it. On some level, it just seems as though these people with fuck tons of money are able to manipulate markets to their benefit, and they just squeeze the little guys because of their massive buying power. And algorithms and bots and stuff that can so very quickly make all these minute trades to suck value from the market. Again, this is how this is how it seems from an outside observer. Like when I learned, at one point I think everyone believes that the stock price is somehow giving the company money or something. When it goes up or down or, or, or what have you, but it's not. Like the companies make their money when they sell stock for the first time on the market, to, to generate revenue, right? They can make further money when they sell other stock later on. And so a higher stock price is good if they want to raise more money. But the day-to-day -day trading of the stock only benefits those who, you know, own, own the stock and are selling it. Unless the company sells more of its stock, the day-to-day the -day trading price doesn't matter to the company. Except that the value of the stock often tracks the real-life health of the company. As in, if the if the stock price goes massively down, you can go, well, that's poorly indicative that, that something's gone wrong with the company. You know, it's got had some scandal or it's posting revenue reports where it's it, it's it's not making as much money as it should. Like the stock price tracks the health of a company normally, but it doesn't um, determine the health of the company. Like all this stuff right now that's happening with GameStop, that's not helping GameStop. The viability of GameStop in the future is not going up or down based on the price of the share, as far as I understand things, except uh, that maybe because GameStop is getting more attention, people might buy some of the actual goods. Although I did hear that Microsoft made a deal, a, a three, four year deal with um, GameStop, so that's probably helped them a bit, but. GameStop, hedge funds taking money from other hedge funds. It is truly crazy how much of the internet has been taken over by talks of uh, all these people buying GameStop. GameStop stock. Hard to say. Like when I first heard about it, it seemed like a cool David versus Goliath story. But then I saw a comment that was like, yeah, sure, this was all started off by Reddit, but if you look at who's actually investing in GameStop, it's uh, a bunch of other you know, hedge funds or large investment firms or whatever. I was like, really? That sucks. That's why I asked on Twitter, is this true? And people link me all these things. Like, yeah, uh, a lot of the money that's being made is by other firms cannibalizing those who had um who who were shorting GameStop. So it's not like all the money is going to your 
little investor dude bros on Reddit. A lot of it's just going to uh, other uber rich people. Most of it is, yeah, that doesn't surprise me because they have all the money. So the nanosecond, everyone realized they could make a fuck ton of money through buying up this stock. Obviously, the people who do investing on a day-to-day -day basis are going to be the ones who go, well, we already have all the fucking money. Let's just make even more money, you know? So I'm sure that uh, some individual firms or hedge funds or whatever are going to be decimated, but the the money itself, not a lot of it is going to trickle down, especially because it, it. I think it depends on when you bail, when you sell. And obviously those who do investments for a living have access to all the information, all the analytics and blah, blah, blah. They're going to be the ones who bail at the right time, more than likely, while the people who are staying too long are going to be your, your little dude who knows nothing, who's just bought a little bit of the stock for the meme, you know. I've said it before, I don't fully understand how the stock market brings value to society. I understand how it does when a company goes public for the first time or needs to generate revenue by selling additional um, ownership in, in the company or whatever. But I don't know how the day-to-day -day trading of companies actually brings value to society other than simply giving a place for people to uh, invest their money or whatever, or to, to give to give appreciating assets to people that, that they can buy and hold long-term or whatever. But it's, but you, you could do that with anything, you know? You could do that with Pokemon cards. Like how does, like in, in the day-to-day -day trading, how does that differ from buying and selling Pokemon cards? The day-to-day -day trading just seems to be gambling with assets, where different rich people are, at any given time, trying to get the shiny Charizard of stocks and hopefully make a fuck ton more money because it appreciates or whatever. Day trading is gambling, but then why is it allowed to occur? Why is there some benefit to market volatility or whatever? Like, I don't understand. I'm a Patreon supporter of Economics Explained, an Aussie YouTuber who does a lot of economic stuff. I, I've never bothered to go to one of these Q&As, but I'm tempted to go just to ask the question what value the stock market provides to society and what benefits fast trading has. Isn't it just ultimately um, scraping up the top layer of value and pocketing it for yourself? Biden lessening federal private prison use and Dominion voting system suing everyone. Biden did that thing where he committed to uh, ending the federal government's use of private prisons. To be clear, this only impacts the tiniest portion of those who are actually incarcerated in America. Definitely do not agree with private pri prisons. The a financial incentive to take away people's freedoms and put them in small boxes and to lessen as much as possible the amount of funding spent on those people is uh, not good for society, in my view. Because certainly those prisons are completely in the opposite they, they have the complete opposite incentives for rehabilitating and preventing further crime. They have a financial investment in future crime occurring and or a greater amount of people being put in prison. It doesn't seem like a good thing for society at all. Giuliani getting sued for 1.3 billion by um, Dominion and other... I mean, they, like they, they, they've brought suits against heaps of people and... They, they apparently plan to bring more suits forward. And that's not surprising. Presuming their innocence, which, to be real, all evidence suggests that they are innocent, given how much their brand 
has now been impacted by all these lies and conspiracy theories, of course they're going to sue everyone under the sun. And a very reasonable case can be made that those spreading these lies knew that they were lies and specifically spread them for their own gain. Which even with how hard it is to prove um, libel or slander uh, in the American courts, that, that should be sufficient for them to get some pay, whether it be, you know, I doubt it's going to be 1.3 billion, but you know. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.